Adam Pengilly from the Sydney Morning Herald. Good morning. Morning, Mido. Morning, boys. What do you make of his new uh, logo, Mido? His new apparel. I it's just bit... well, I'm just sort of looking at it closely for the first time. I, I like the all white. Oh, okay, so it's actually a a tiger. Yeah, and it's got it's got 15 stripes on it to signify one for each major he's won in his okay. career. Well, um, hopefully he has to do a rebrand at some point. Uh, don't can't know if that's going to happen. That <laughs> uh, you're yeah. flying out tomorrow for, for the World Club Challenge too, aren't you? I am, Mido, yeah. I'm getting on the, the big bird and heading across to the UK for a week for the for the World Club Challenge to um yeah to, to cover Penrith and, and playing Wigan next week. So I did look at the temperature, Mido. I, I shouldn't be whinging. It's a good week to get away, but it's getting to about a maximum of 9 or 10 degrees in Manchester for the next week. So it's going to be a nice change from the summer over here in Sydney. What are you expecting from the Panthers, uh, Adam? Because I think they're in for another big year by the look of things. Yeah, they're taking it very seriously, Oz. I don't think there's any any doubt about that. I think last year they were they probably didn't realise the enormity of that World Club Challenge at the start of the year. They obviously were beaten by St Helens. It was a huge upset, if you remember, Loz, um, in in the wet conditions at um, at Penrith Park. And I think it stung them a little bit, to be honest, last year. And it was only sort of after full time they realised, wow, we we let an opportunity slip there. And the club. They have, I think they've won five premierships. They haven't actually won a World Club Challenge before. So I think Ivan's really been trying to get that message through the players. And no doubt it'll be interesting to see what they do at 5'8". With Jerome Luai obviously not playing, given he's still rehabbing from his shoulder surgery in the off-season. So whether it's going to be Dane Laurie or Brad Schneider or even the young gun, Jack Cole, who might be a bit of a glimpse into the future. But um, yeah, the Penrith are leaving uh, tonight, Loz. So they're going to give themselves plenty of time to acclimatise and and get over there and and get ready for the game, which we play next Sunday morning our time. And with Stephen Crichton moving on as well, who's the likely replacement for him in the centres, do we know? Yeah, I think Taylor May's probably got his nose in front, Loz. And again, he's coming back from a serious injury with that ACL. Um, he missed the whole of the, the 2023 season. He actually ruptured that ACL in the World Club Challenge game last year. So it'll be good for him to get back on the park. But geez, they've got some depth, don't they, out wide now. When One guy I've got a massive opinion of who I think is going to be an absolute star of the future. And I, I don't know if you've seen much of him, was is Jesse McLean. Have you seen much of him no, so far? No, I haven't. I've only seen bits and pieces. Yeah, same. I've seen little bits of pieces of him. They've got big wraps on him. He's a player that can definitely probably force his way into that team at some stage this year. And don't forget, they, they picked up Paul Alamoni on a, on a bargain basement deal from the, from the Bulldogs as well, who obviously is capable of playing in the centres or, or could even move into the back row at some stage this year. So, yes, it's hard to replace Stephen Crichton. He, he's a fantastic player. We know what he's done for many, many years now. But they do have options in that, in that centre position. Uh, what did you make? Last night of the Bulldogs storm trial, twenty-four to twelve, Canterbury yeah, beating Melbourne. I saw most of it, Mido. Um, obviously, a lot of focus on Ryan Pappenhausen first and foremost, and I thought he was great in the first forty minutes until he came off. He looked like he had that bit of spark back. His speed looked like he hadn't lost any of it, and that, that try they scored before half time was fantastic. Although I thought you would have tried to keep a few of those trick plays up your sleeve. For the, mm. for That's the exactly what I thought. Mm. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> Everyone will be ready for Shit, it now, man, won't they? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, it was a great move. I thought, oh, it would have been nice to use that in round one against Penrith rather than a trial game at Belmore. But, uh, but from a Bulldogs' point of view, the one guy I, I was actually really impressed with was um, Jamin Salmon. Loz, did you see much of him at that ball playing lock role? I thought he he was doing the link up play great between the ruck and, and the halves. Yeah, he played really well actually, as you quite rightly mentioned. He was that link player with the halves. They looked dangerous when they shifted the ball, and I don't know whether they got much success out of it, but they they looked dangerous when they went. Uh, left to right 
and they were mm. doing that a lot in the first half. But once they started to square up a little bit more in the second period, second half, they actually got a bit of joy out of doing that. So, um, But I, I, it was interesting because, and again, um, you know, Melbourne uh, were competitive and defended really well in that first half because they had no ball and all the ball they did have was coming off their own line. The dogs got a, a lot of opportunity to attack and it just wasn't sort of clicking. But they looked dangerous. They looked well rehearsed, mm. if you know what I mean. But then in the yes. second half, I thought Toby Sexton looked good when he came on. And I mm. thought he probably outshone Drew Hutchison, who looks as though he was the P to start as the seven. So that'll be a, an interesting selection for which way they go in round one, I reckon. Mm. Do you think Blake Tuster, what he knows in front for the fullback job? Well, I was, I was going to ask you, what are you hearing? Because I think once we see where Stephen Crichton plays next week, we'll understand, mm. I reckon, the makeup a lot more of the Bulldogs' side. Yeah, I reckon the absolute utopia for the Bulldogs is if they get to a situation where Stephen Crichton and Matt Burton can both play in the centres. And it's not going to happen this year, obviously. But when they get to that position, then they know they've got everything sorted, don't they? So, yeah. I, well, I, I, don't, I don't know whether they'll need to now. Because I, I was really impressed with Sherry last night. Yeah, yeah. First looked, game he back. Looked, he looked relatively good. I, yeah. I, I, it was hard to get too much of a gauge. And we didn't really see him in too much open space. I wasn't sure if he still had the same speed or dash that he has a 19-year-old when we saw him. I know mm. it was a long, long time ago. And it was hard to see this on that sort of, I suppose, short burst. We saw from 10 and 15-metre efforts there yesterday. But he looked... He looked strong, didn't he? He looked mm. like he's he, there's going to be no issue with his strength yeah. and trying to bust the tackle. So, yeah, I think there were some pretty good signs there for the Bulldogs. I, I still I still find it hard to see them playing finals this year. Um, I think yeah. they'll definitely improve from last year, but I still think it's probably just maybe a bit too much of a leap to, the, to, to see them squeezing into the top eight um, in 2024. What do you? How do you take these trials, Adam? Like from your perspective, do you look closer at you know games like last night at the Bulldogs, or will you look closer at the Dragons, for instance, rather than you know let's say Melbourne, for example, last night? Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Plucky. You've got to take more notice of the teams who have struggled in recent years and obviously need to start the year fast and putting their better players on the paddock in the in the opening trials. I I remember covering a trial game probably about three four years ago now. And um, Manly played the Tigers at Leichhardt Ovals. I think it was a Sunday afternoon trial. And the Tigers virtually rolled out a, a pretty strong team. And Desi being Desi, rolled out absolutely no one. And the Tigers put a massive score on Manly on that day to the point where their fans were giving them a standing ovation at half time when they came off. They were winning 30-something nil or 40 nil or something <laughs> like that. And, and Desi literally didn't play not one of his top-grade players. So I don't read too much into Clarkie, to be honest. I, 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 I probably take a bit more notice of teams like the Bulldogs and the Dragons and maybe the Tigers who have struggled. The rest of them, I couldn't really care less, to be honest, as long as they don't get any injuries. Well, I'll tell you one match which True. will have plenty of intensity about it will be this All-Stars match tonight with the Indigenous All-Stars taking on the Indigenous Maoris. Yeah, it's sort of flown a bit under the radar this week, hasn't it, Lawrence? It hasn't got a whole heap of um, media coverage. But I, I really like the comments from Latrell yesterday, sort of saying that, you know, for him, captaining the Indigenous All-Stars team is, is, is a career highlight, or one of his career highlights. And it just goes to show what it means still to the players to have this fixture on the calendar. And look at both teams. And yet there's a lot of guys who aren't playing. They've obviously had niggling injuries or their clubs have sort of said, would rather you sort of stay, stay back here and, and get ready for the start of the season proper. But the teams are still relatively strong laws. That was my opinion anyway, looking at the teams at the start of the week. So 
yeah, let's just hope we have a, a good exhibition tonight, some really nice, uh, really good football being played and not too many injuries. That's going to be the key, obviously, and we'll, um, we'll see how that match plays out tonight. Luciano Leilua, is it inevitable he'll be, he'll be a dragon again? Oh, I don't think it's inevitable, Mido. Uh, I think it's looking more likely that he'll end up at the Dragons um, than anywhere else. But I wouldn't discount uh, Loz's mob, the Raiders. They've definitely expressed an interest and are keen to speak to him and see what they can do. Um, they're obviously looking for some more strike in that back row. They still haven't How quite many back resolved. rowers do you want? <laughs> well, we got 400. Do we, do we know the latest with Corey Harawira and Yeah, Ira? I was just going to get onto that, yeah. Loz. They have, he hasn't officially been medically retired yet. He'd been doing a, a ton of testing, obviously, towards the back end of last year, speaking, uh, seeking lots of different advice from specialists about where he sort of stands. My understanding is it hasn't quite been resolved yet um, at this stage. If he doesn't, uh, doesn't continue his career, which would be desperately sad, obviously, for him and his family and everyone involved. It does give the Raiders that extra roster spot that they need and trade for a bit of the salary cup if he is medically retired. But you know what it's like, was There's so many moving parts with mm. salary cap management and stuff like that. The Dragons have got the money. They've got an appetite to, to bring him back down. The, the issue might be the money. Um, he's, he's on a fair whack up there at the Cowboys, I'm led to believe. So where the Dragons want to pay that amount of money. But you can sort of see him seeing him fit into that Dragon squad and, and finding a home on that left edge and, be, and being a real menace and get back to his best form. Yeah, now I, I think he'd be a, a really good pickup for whatever side uh, grabs him. We had Flano on the program yesterday, and I, I don't know. I, 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 did, I won't have them in my eight, the Dragons, mm. and I sort of had them towards the, the bottom sort of four. But after listening to him yesterday... Oh, I know he's only, you know, the coach and speaking, but I was very impressed. Mm, <laughs> yeah, sold. yeah. <laughs> I'm easily sold, and I can be brought. <laughs> well, no, but but, but he's a dragon fair. supporter. Yeah, what do you yeah. think? I mean, because every time you hear him, I, you sit there and go, well, I've really misjudged this. I, I, he's very confident that they can make the eight. Yeah, I, I actually went to their season launch laws on, what not day to day, Friday. I went Wednesday night. I was on Wednesday night at St. George Lee's Club, and, Sometimes, as when you're in that company, you can get caught up in yeah. you know the positive vibe yeah. and the mood and the atmosphere and whatever else. The one thing I've liked about Flano taking over is he's, he's selling hope to the fans, which which is what they need. They, the poor old Dragons fans have done it really tough for for a number of years now. He's a guy who knows how to rebuild a club. He knows how to get a team get a team ready to to play big end of season games. And I look at that roster, and I I still think they've got an issue. My, this is just my opinion. I think that their middle forwards are going to be tested all year. I don't know whether they've got the depth to be able to hold their own in the middle for over a long and grueling NRL season. But I think one of the positives they, they do have is some of the strike they've got on the edges, Loz. Like, if, if you can get Luciano Leilua in that squad, you've got Jaden Sewer on the other side of the field, who, from all reports, has had a really good preseason. If you can get Moses Suley back to somewhere near his best, and Zach Lomax might be playing back again in the centres at some stage, it just gives them a bit more strike out wide. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, still, I still think there's question marks over some key positions there. I, I, we've got to see how Kyle Flanagan goes with Ben Hunt. Yeah. What are they going to do with Hooker? But I think they'll compete a lot, lot harder than what they have in recent years, put it that way. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And Clarkie and I both sort of said after the interview, we went to the break and we went, yeah, we might have to reassess where we put the Dragons here. Mm. I don't know. Mm. And again, you can get caught up. In... Well, I think people will take, like our listeners will take that, the wrong because a coach is selling his team, but yeah. I don't think that's what we what we're saying. I, I, I think what we both agree on, he's going to get the best, best out, out of his out stock. Of yeah. I think yeah. we're all, yes. we're all realistic. You know, their stock yeah. is not the Panthers. We're not sitting here saying that, but we're saying from everything he's saying, and 
just the feel that we got, I think he's going to get the best he's going to push these blokes as hard as he possibly can, and wherever they end up. It's going to be the best that they can get with the stock yeah. they got. Adam Clark in laws also signed up to Amway yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, mate, listen, because you, because your bum's still sore, don't take it out on us, all right? Give it a rest, can mate. Not mention my yeah. Give it a rest, mate. People are having their it's breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. Have that with your wheat bits. <laughs> we'll tell you the real story off air. Yeah, Adam, don't worry, mate. Grumpy pants is an understatement in here with Mido this morning. Oh. Hey, just sit comfortably yeah. on the pillow yeah. on top of your chair and relax, <laughs> mate. Enjoy that facial cream. <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, oh, it's Friday, boys. It's not. Friday. I used to work with a bloke. Hey, hey, hey. hey. We don't want to know, man. He used to rock up at our joint, like, in his, like, you know, suit, briefcase, trying to sell us Amway. No joke. Oh, Unbelievable. Story for another time. Oh, uh, we better get some real off you for tomorrow. Uh, what do you like? Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm all in on Loza. Oh, yes. Yes. Do, I, am, yes. I am all in. There you go, Loza. Oh, That's you, all Adam. you needed. It's all I need. Race, a bit of confidence. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Race six, number two, Samana. The best bet on the program, you know I was doing the form last night, and I woke up this morning, and Loz is tipping it up this morning. I almost choked on my cornflakes, but uh, I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm I feeling even him. more confident. She's been to the beach this week. <laughs> yeah, she had a good <laughs> swim. Apparently, she loves flippers. <laughs> she beat P- Kieran Perkins, so <laughs> she's ready to go. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think she's got the residual fitness from a couple of runs over over summer. I think she finds a really nice race. She's stalking the speed. She can handle rain affected going or or softer tracks. Sorry, so I'm with her. Race six number two, Samana, the best bet on the program. Three dollars eighty currently with tab. Just a question on the text line. Can you get Adam's thoughts on Private Eye tomorrow in the Black Caviar Lightning? I'll tell you what. If it wins a, over a thousand first up, yeah, uh, he is some horse. Uh, he, we know already at... already is, but gosh. Yeah. That's I kept looking at Mido. I just thought a thousand meters. Geez, it just looks at just a shade shade short for for me. But I didn't know what to do in that lightning stage. So I think Imperatrice is vulnerable. So she has to be vulnerable, doesn't she? Definitely. After that trial and at the, and particularly at the price. But what beats her? Like I just I'm not, I'm not quite sure what beats her. That's that's probably the question mark. Um, probably going to the local. Maybe I'm unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. It's going to be a fascinating race. It's sort of a race I'm not getting too involved with. Put it this way, Mido. If it was 1,100 metres, I'd almost be tempted to have something on private eye. I just think a 1,000 metres, it seems flashing late, maybe running a nice second or third, something like that. So, anyway, we'll see how that plays out. I've never asked you this question. I think Mido has, and this will be the last time I ask it. But do you know Lance from Point Frederick? (laughs) I've got no idea. I'll tell you what, he's so in love with you. Oh, it's the best, isn't it? <laughs> it's got to be a G up. Mate, I'm going to take a photo and send you. It's always getting to the point of disturbing. Will you be watching your beloved Manchester United, by the way, when you're over there? I'm trying to get tickets, Mino. Keep it quiet. Okay, I'm right. Tickets. Okay. Uh, I might, I, actually, I might even try and see if I can sneak over to Anfield and just boo your mob for a night. They're playing Luton. They're playing Luton next week. No, all right, we'll go over and watch three points. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for, for Luton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you like that I one? I like did that you? one. Yeah. Oh. Just imagine if you got beaten by them. Uh, just go and sell your Amway at seven thirty. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> see you, boys.